The Word of God for meditation this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 through 21, reading from the ESV. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I form for myself, that they might declare my praise. Have you ever been fishing on a boat? And as you're casting your rod out into the water, you realize that you forgot to set the anchor? Unbeknownst to you, the current begins to carry your boat off course instead of the way you want it to go. You couldn't see it happening in the moment, but by the time you realized it, your boat was yards away from where you started. You either have to have an anchor to hold you in place or use a trolling motor to direct your course. God works in a similar way to the current underwater. You can't always see him working in the moment. And in fact, most times it seems like nothing is happening at all. But once you step back and take a look around, and you look back on your own life, you realize how much God was actually working in your life. God speaks about this through Isaiah in our text this morning. He is addressing the people of Israel who would be going into the Babylonian captivity in the not-too-distant future. God does not want them to lose focus on the fact that He is working for their good, even when they can't see Him. See, the people of Israel had a tendency to dwell on the good old days. They loved to recount the richness of their history, especially that of King David and King Solomon. And yet, they would only think about God's deliverance in the past. It is as if they would say, it would be nice if God would work that way today. Doesn't that sound familiar? Isn't that often the thought that goes through your head? It certainly does mine. The world we live in right now seems so evil. So society impresses on you the feeling of, I need to have that at whatever the cost. You can read about acts of jealousy and a murder in the news. Lying has become not that big of a deal, especially when politics is involved. The attitude becomes, let man increase, and who cares about God? And it's at times like these when we're tempted to think, why doesn't God act? Why doesn't God strike down these evil people like he did in the Old Testament? Now, no one here is in a position to speak as to why God does what he does, except for what he tells us in his word. In the verses prior to our text, God reminds the people of his great delivery at the Red Sea back in the Exodus, back when Pharaoh was chasing after the young nation. God had made a path for them through the sea, both to deliver his people 
and to bring to an end the power of Pharaoh. And there is yet to be another act of deliverance like that of the cross in the Red Sea. Man on his part has never and will never be able to accomplish such a a feat. And it makes sense that the people of Israel would want to recount that story from their past. Those were the glory days. But God says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Do not remember. Should the Israelites really forget their entire past and all the glorious things that God had done for them? No, that is not what God is saying. God wants the people to remember him as the God who has been their deliverer. But he does not want them to focus so much on the past that they fail to see the glorious future that he is setting up for them. That future is this new thing God is already causing to sprout forth. Even over a hundred years before Israel actually goes into captivity, God is predicting their deliverance from the hand of the Babylonians. Even at this time, God is setting his plan in motion to raise up Cyrus to overthrow Babylon and to restore the people of Israel to the land of Judah. If the people would remember the past as a sign of things to come, they could see this deliverance before it had even come to pass. And how is that possible? Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The people could look back on their past and all the times that God had delivered them and have faith that he would do it again. But what about you? How does this apply to you today? Well, God was working in even greater fulfillment of this prophecy. That fulfillment came in the person of Jesus. Galatians 4 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. It is easy for us to look back in the course of history and see exactly how God was working, moving kingdoms in order to bring to pass his promise to send the Savior. Everything was perfect. And God was ready to act. Isaiah talks about God making a path through the wilderness and rivers in the desert. An impossible feat for most, but certainly not for God. Jesus is the one who established for you a path through the wilderness of this world. This world that we are sojourning through is void of anything good and useful to God. It is full of unrighteousness, suffering, and death. And it provides no relief to the scorching sun of God's law. But this is what Jesus changes. By taking the entire punishment of God's law upon his shoulders for your sins and mine, he has established for you a path 
to follow, and a relief like that of the river in the midst of a desert. Jesus has given to you the path of everlasting life, faith in His saving name by God's grace. Jesus has given you the river of His gospel, this good news of sins forgiven for the sustenance throughout your life. The evil world will surround you, and Satan will try to take you off that path of righteousness, but he cannot take the gospel from you. You are God's, and you are protected by him. God has executed the greatest act of deliverance the world has ever seen for you. And because he has done this, you can have complete trust that he will likewise continue to act as deliverer for you throughout your life. Why is this the case? Peter writes, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So return to the mountain of Calvary and drink from that fountain of God's river of grace so that we may continue to look to him as our deliverer through our life. Amen. We'll close today singing hymn 149, verses 1 and 4. Hymn 149, 1 and 4.